Manatee Memorial Hospital, providing advanced health care services in a caring and compassionate environment, presents Manatee Talk Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the American Stroke Association, stroke is the fifth leading cause of death and the leading cause of adult disability in the United States. A stroke should be treated with the same urgency as a heart attack. Every second is critical to patient care, survival, and subsequent quality of life. My guest today is Dr. Ralph Gonzalez. He's a neurologist and the medical director of the Stroke and Cerebrovascular Center at Manatee Memorial Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gonzalez. First, give us a little working definition. What is a stroke? Well, a stroke is uh, two, two types of strokes. There's one that's called an ischemic stroke, which is the vast majority of strokes, which is where an artery in the, blood, in the brain becomes blocked by a clot or a piece of plaque. The second time, which is less common, is called a hemorrhagic stroke, which is where a small blood vessel typically ruptures and causes bleeding into the brain itself. So if somebody is at risk, what would put them at risk for a stroke? The risk factors for stroke are very similar to those uh, for heart attack and coronary artery disease, things such as hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, uh, smoking. Um, male age is somewhat of a risk factor. Uh, advancing age is also a risk factor. So is there anything, if somebody knows that they have some of these risk factors, is there something you'd like them to know about red flags because time is brain, and what should they know about recognizing stroke risk? Well, when you recognize a stroke itself, or, or TIA, we typically use the, uh, the acronym BFAST, that's B-E-F-A-S-T, and what that stands for, those are symptoms uh, that may be the result of a stroke. B stands for balance. Is there a sudden loss of balance? Eyes is E, and it stands for is there blurred uh, vision or double vision? Face is uh, weakness in one side of the face, uh, or is the face drooping? A is for arm, which is one of the arms uh, weak, or does it drift when you hold them up? Drift downward, I mean. Speech, uh, the S is for a patient having slurred or garbled speech. And then the T is for time, which is uh, one of the most important things we have here because we have to get to the hospital very quickly. So they'll need to call 911 activate the emergency um, medical system in their county so they can get to the nearest stroke center. And Dr. Gonzalez, what is the importance of calling 911 as opposed to driving a loved one to the hospital if you suspect that they're having a stroke? Well, if you activate the EMS stroke uh, protocols in Manatee County, the Manatee County EMS will call the hospital ahead of time and make us aware that there is a stroke coming in. And we'll meet you at the emergency room door and begin the process of working you up for a possible stroke. Whereas if you come in by private vehicle, number one, it takes longer to get there. And two, if you don't say the right words to the triage nurse, you may not get recognized as a stroke right off the bat. So coming in via EMS shaves valuable minutes off the time that it takes to get the stroke process uh, started in the emergency room. So tell us a little bit about the stroke process in the emergency room. When a patient first arrives in the emergency room via EMS as part of a stroke alert, they're evaluated in the ambulance bay when they first come in by the ER physician. Then if it is apparently a uh, stroke or stroke-like symptoms, and they're sent immediately for a CAT scan of the brain to evaluate for the possibility of hemorrhage. If there is no hemorrhage, then they're uh, considered for using IV clot-busting drugs or a drug called Activase, 
which has been shown to reduce disability and uh, mortality over time uh, versus not getting any medication at all. Then the, uh, after that is achieved, if there's no uh, hemorrhage, the patient is evaluated by the ER team again, and then the neurology service or stroke service evaluates the patients and determines whether or not the patient is a candidate for IV lytic therapy or evaluation for endovascular therapy, which is a mechanical removal of the clot versus uh, IV activase alone. Once that's determined, uh, the patient will be admitted to the hospital uh, and observed very closely for the first 24 hours, and then the remainder of the workup for his or her stroke uh, would be undertaken over the next 24 hours or so. Following emergency treatment and after they've been admitted, then what does stroke care typically focus on? After they've been admitted and we've worked them up for stroke, we're, we're concentrating on what's called secondary prevention, which is trying to prevent them from having another stroke, or if it's in the case of a TIA, having an actual stroke. That would include things such as imaging of the carotid arteries, uh, evaluation of the heart for possible clots in the heart, uh, evaluation of risk factors such as hypertension, uh, diabetes, high cholesterol, uh, working on smoking cessation if the patient smokes, um, and then addressing those risk factors with medications or um, behavioral modification type therapies to try to reduce the risk of subsequent uh, TIA or stroke. They also uh, are evaluated for therapy um, with physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy all being evaluating are all evaluating the patient. This is because patients that get aggressive physical therapy early tend to do better in the long term than people that get no therapy or minimal therapy. If you've had one stroke, are you then at risk for another? Yes, you tend to be at somewhat higher risk. Uh, that would depend on the type of stroke that you have and once we calculate out all your other risk factors. For instance, if a patient has a TIA, and they have atrial fibrillation, which is an abnormal heart rhythm, there is something called a uh, CHADS-2 vascular score, which can give us uh, some uh, predictive information about what your risk factor is for subsequent stroke with that. Um, there's also another score for TIAs called the ABD, ABCD squared score, which assesses some uh, degree of risk in patients who do not have AFib. And on, on both of those scores, prior TIA or stroke is uh, going to give you a higher score and subsequently increase your risk for potential future events. So in just the last few minutes, Dr. Gonzalez, for people that might be at risk for stroke, what would you like them to think about in possibly preventing stroke altogether? Well, I'd like them to think about their current risk factors. It's Best not to wait till you have a stroke to react to risk factors. If you have high blood pressure, you need it to get it treated. If you have cholesterol problems, you need to get that treated. If you have diabetes, control your blood sugar. If you smoke, please stop. These are all risk factors that we can control before you have a stroke. And controlling them helps reduce your risk of subsequent stroke or initial stroke. It's always better to address them on the front end than it is to try to deal with them while you're recovering from a stroke as well. And on the short term, if you think you're having a stroke, call 911 and activate the uh, emergency um, medicine system 
and tell them that you think you're having a stroke because that will trigger the stroke system in Manatee County and lead to better outcomes and faster treatment than if you try to drive yourself in. And why should they come to Manatee Memorial Hospital for their care? Well, Manatee Memorial Hospital has a long-standing stroke center. It's been a stroke center since 2007, and we have been the same well-trained team since the beginning. We are recipients of the uh, American Stroke Association Get With Guidelines Gold and Gold Plus Awards, as well as Target Stroke Awards, going on eight years running now. And um, we have a very busy stroke service that is used to handling all manners of strokes and, and intracranial hemorrhages. We have fully staffed uh, ICU neuro team with neurosurgeons and neurologists on call 24-7. We can handle uh, everything from small TIAs to large uh, intracranial hemorrhages. And we have a well-respected and uh, multidisciplinary approach to uh, this care of stroke and Uh, TIAs at Manatee Memorial Hospital. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Gonzalez. You're listening to Manatee Talk Radio with Manatee Memorial Hospital. For more information, you can go to manateememorial.com. That's manateememorial.com. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Manatee Memorial Hospital. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.